Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. It doesn't matter that you're frustrated with an employee the same way it doesn't matter that your customer service person is annoyed by the customer. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter. It's not to say that feeling frustration is a bad thing. This is not a call to repress emotion. It's a call to manage emotion and be a choice about whether you express it or not. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode begins a four-part series on the subject of frustration. Many would say we live in a frustrating world, but is the frustration really in the world, your work, or in your employees? What if letting yourself express that frustration is mostly making things much worse? Join these segments from a recent leader webcast and unpack frustration with us. Believe it or not, this is a path to an entirely different relationship to reality itself, as well as a way of helping your business grow. For more information about all the benefits of Clear and Open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, go to clearandopen.com. Now let's dive in. So I want to start today by talking about a common subject. It begins with a question. When is it okay for a manager to express frustration with an employee? Constantly. (laughs) Any other brilliant and witty attempts at humor? Never. Okay. Wait, and you're laughing as you say that. So did you think that was funny too? No, I, I, in my heart, I know it's true, but it's also aspirational. Okay. So we've gone from humor, humorous to aspirational. That's also uh, interesting. What about true? When you're actively choosing to show frustration to teach or to develop or to hold them to a standard... Not when you're reacting and you're not aware of what you're doing. Stunning. Is it like spanking? Is that like this, this spanking? You know, the same kind of thing. You don't want to be it, do it in anger. Yeah. Yeah. St- stunning, Jamie. I mean, we could just end there. All right. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's drop the headset. Outstanding. Okay. So now we're going to unpack why this is. That's the answer. I'm delighted somebody got it. I didn't expect that necessarily. But that's the answer. <clears throat> so let me start by saying uh, why this is. It's because fundamentally, when you're managing, you're in a service position. The, the, the rules of that competence goes first, that competence is more important than authenticity, that competence in a business setting is more important than how you feel because you have customers to serve and employees to serve. It doesn't matter that you're frustrated with an employee the same way it doesn't matter that your customer service person is annoyed by the customer. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter on one level. Because when competence is first, 
It doesn't matter what kind of day the United Airlines employee is having. You don't drag the person off the floor. That was a contractor, I guess. But it doesn't matter. I don't care what is going on in your life. On another level, I could say, well, certainly there must be a number of different factors that came together to create that United Airlines incident. And a lot of people were probably having some very bad days all around, I'm sure. So that makes it understandable, but not acceptable. Okay. The same way your frustration with an employee may be completely understandable. Maybe you've told them this thing again and again and again and again, and you've got every reason in the world to be frustrated, but that's different than expressing that frustration. The frustration on the inside, okay to have. Frustration expressed on the outside has to go through that lens of, will it help? Will it help? And if it doesn't help, then it means in that moment, when you express frustration, you're being an incompetent manager. It's not to say that feeling frustration is a bad thing. This is not a call to repress emotion. It's a call to manage emotion and be a choice about whether you express it or not. And it it just so happens that it's pretty rare that expressing frustration will actually help. Not never. I don't think it's never, especially with a hard headed employee who. You know, for example, is an Enneagram eight or something like that. Someone who needs you to get kind of loud because they just don't even notice unless you get kind of loud and loud could be actually loud or just intense or whatever. It could be that that's actually what they need. But then you're coming, you're the expression of frustration is coming from a place of what is this employee needing right now? That's where it comes from, not how pissed am I right now and I need to off gas it. That's the difference. You're coming from a service place with it. Easily said, right? Not necessarily easily done. Hey, Joseph, this is Kurt. When I realized I was addicted to frustration, just recently, our last dev meeting, I refused to get frustrated. And it changed the dynamics of the whole meeting. We went deeper than we've ever gone before. And it was just, it was like we, we actually got something accomplished for once. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And I just, it was only, it was me. I was the one that was blocking uh, the sunlight, if you will. Yeah. I was, I was blo- you know, it was just, uh, I just refused to be frustrated. And things kind of just started to open up. It was crazy. It was really cool. Stunning, Kurt. Thought I'd thank, share. thank you so much for sharing that. Wow. Sure. Yeah. So on another, so we were just talking about the expression of frustration, but on another level, one should also question the frustration that is on the inside of them as well, because it can be obfuscatory, because it changes the way you perceive reality. And that's what Kurt just brilliantly set us up to do next. As you always do, Kurt, you realize you're always doing that. 95% of the time when you say something, you queue up the next segment of stuff to talk about. Thank you for doing that. So Happy to help. Yeah. So Kurt just... He experimented, which is a wonderful thing to do, just to try new things. He experimented with what would happen if I just refused to let myself be frustrated. And emergent outcomes happened. And this I offer, you can prove to yourself this will happen. Now, how does that work? How and why is that? 
what has to be going on in you for you to be frustrated about something? So something happens and you get frustrated. What is the necessary implicit agreement? What is the necessary implicit relationship to that thing that allows frustration to happen in you? Is this open to all of us? Yes. I think it's somewhat related to to the victim mentality, but it's not exactly that. It's it's the belief that there's no solution, I think. Possibly. It's definitely a belief. That would be like, this is a predicament. This isn't going to go well. I think I think that's how it lives in you. That's your version of it. I'm, I'm, um, and so that's a good insight. So you look at a, a difficult situation and go, and worst case scenario wise, that's sort of what you're talking about. This isn't good. This isn't going to go well. Well, that would cause frustration. Isn't it that we think our judgments are true, our thoughts are true about it? And yes, that's just that's the meta view, right? What Peter said is just one version of it. The sort of broader brush of it, which is a great insight, Peter. The broader brush of it is we think we know how things should go. That's the key word. And they're not the, going. The should. That's the key thing. We're shooting all over ourselves. Again. Exactly. <laughs> shooting all over ourselves, shooting all over the other person, shooting all over reality itself. You could even I do call that a that, lot, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> you, some people would even call that shooting on God because life served up what it served up. But your mind thinks it should have gone a different way. Now, let's make a fine distinction, a fine but very important distinction between how you think things should go and how you would prefer that things go. There's a huge difference, even though it can be really subtle. So I'm not against having any preferences. You'd have a really hard time not having preferences. But there's a big difference between I would prefer that this would have gone like that to this should have gone like that. Let's unpack that a little bit. Your preferences, it's like, I'd prefer that it'd be raining right now. It hasn't rained in a few days. Uh, the gardens could use the water. I'd prefer that it'd be raining. It would save me some work. There's no problem with that. But when I say it should be raining right now, it, all, it becomes a lens through which I look at reality itself. Because I'm not saying I would like it to be raining. I'm saying there's something wrong with reality, with life itself. Something is not right here. And then that closes down whole aspects of experience. And you can demonstrate this by unpacking your your shoulds and sort of uh, deconstructing them and and backing them out, as Kurt just expressed. When you change your shoulds and realize that they're really preferences that you've projected onto the universe... It's an existential shift from the victimhood that Peter was pointing out that you were sniffing. It is a kind of victimhood. I think it should be raining. This sunny, now I'm going to have to go water. I don't have time for that. See what a victim I am now? It's not, this is, it's not only June that shouldn't be this dry here. I've got seeds in the ground. I'm going to have to go out there and make sure they're okay. Poor me, right? I know better than the universe. It's, it's victimy and arrogant at the same time. I know how things should go. Things should be like this. Now I'm frustrated because I didn't get what I wanted. 
okay, your preferences are fine, but pay attention. Reality is giving you something different because in that moment, you're practicing something, right? Like I always say, the problem with practice is that you're always doing it. In that moment where you should on reality, whether it's yourself or someone else or something, you're practicing imposing your will on things you can't control. You're practicing upset that things didn't go the way you preferred them to go. And then you could argue, and many people do, that, well, if you're not frustrated about something, like an employee's behavior or lack of sales or whatever, then things won't change because you have to be frustrated. There has to be this gap between how things are and how you want them to go. That's the source of and you know an impetus of will. And you also do you also think like because you're frustrated that means you're holding people accountable? Very nice distinction. Yeah. Like see I'm totally engaged in my business and running it. Look how pissed off I am. Yeah. Look, I'm being a great leader. I have a vision and it's not true now. So and I'm frustrated and that means I'm being responsible. My employee didn't perform and I'm frustrated with them. So that means I'm being responsible. That's what bosses do, right? That's how it is in the movies. That's how it was with mom and dad when I didn't behave the way they wanted. They got frustrated with me, right? That's where it begins. Like, well, did how did that frustration make you feel? You know, when you broke the window or you know didn't uh, take the trash out when you were supposed to, and and uh, you know one of your parents got frustrated with you. Did that like make you really excited to change your behavior? Did that inspire you to be different, to be a better person, to? Like, what was the impact? Most of the time, that frustration is not about you at all. It's about them. It's not serving you. It's serving them because they're frustrated and it's pent up and needs to express, or so they think. And maybe it needs to express, you know, in some way, somewhere, but not necessarily in that way, in that moment. So again, there's nothing wrong with the frustration. It's, it's a clue that should wake you up and say, hmm, okay, is this real to be frustrated about? What's the best use of this frustration? What should I do with it? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.